on today's episode, we are talking about if Rise of the Resistance is overrated. This is episode 138 of the Diz Dudes podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I am joined, as usual, by my trusty co-host, Mr. Jeremy Grogu Stein. Howdy. That's going to be the most overused name ever now. So, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm good. It's impossible to avoid spoilers anymore, so we've only watched the first episode of season two, so I pretty much know everything that's coming because people just can't wait to like immediately put it out there but that's my own fault for being this far behind at least i realize that <laughs> like i always it's hate people on... that are like why did you just ruin the sixth sense for me like how oh, dare you You're like, dude that movie came out 30 years ago I there's always I somebody that's it. like, like some six-year-old movie like oh yeah. thanks man i was gonna watch that tonight yeah. like oh i'm sorry you didn't watch that the first seven years it was out and like, i think that i mean I, I totally think within the first i don't know maybe within the first week of something especially if it's very hyped up I, I do think you could probably keep spoilers, but at the same time, it is your own fault if you don't watch it when it comes out. I understand people are busy and things happen, but if you're on social media, if you're, you know, just don't. So I don't care that, uh, you know, I don't care that I've already seen all kinds of stuff, but I do try and scroll through things real quick, but I know I'm going to see them. So, yeah, I'm I do. I don't know. I've, I've kind of learned whenever, like, I remember the, the hardest time ever was when the second Avengers came out. Yeah. Or was it the first one? Which one of them? And um, I just didn't want to know what was going on. And I, I can do a pretty good job of, like, especially, I mean, you have to be active, like, in the Facebook group with the podcast stuff. So, but I can do a really good job of skimming. So I'll see certain words and I'll just yeah. fly ahead. I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So like I've kind of trained my eyes not to jump too far down. So I've got, I've learned pretty decently well, but I think we watched the newest one. I think we watched it by Friday. Yeah. It was like by Saturday we watched it. So. Yeah. I mean, we literally but, just watched the, the first one of this season, like I think Sunday, just this past Sunday. So we're, we're way behind, but I'm like, yeah. I kind of wish they wouldn't have released it during like Christmas, like we want to watch all the Christmas stuff. I don't want to really want to watch the Mandalorian right now, to be honest. I wish they had waited until January to release this. Like for me personally, I would have preferred you, that when I don't have stuff to watch. Yeah. Do you like that they do the release like one a week or do you wish they would do the Netflix style? Oh, I'm so glad they do one a week. Otherwise, we'd know everything that's already happened for this entire season. You know, that's so when point. you think about it, I mean, and I never thought about it until this, you know, but. Yeah, when you do it this that like all at once style, somebody could sit and binge watch it the first day and just go blab it all on social media. So I yeah. think I actually like it once per week. And see, that's the other thing too is I I don't like waiting once a week. So there's times that I'd rather just not watch it when it comes out. So maybe if I have three or four, then I can binge them because you get excited when one ends, but right. then you can't do that because people spoil it. So it kind of is like. I don't know. There's no right way to do it, I guess, really. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I think, I mean, there's been ones with Netflix of like uh, Daredevil and the Punisher that would get ruined because you're right. People, I mean, there are people that literally run through an entire season, yeah. like in an eat in like one sitting, which I don't know how people do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get why Disney does it. I mean, it, it prolongs people being subscribers. Oh, yeah. 
which I'm kind of surprised Netflix hasn't adopted a different model because the streaming service stuff is all about keeping people on, you know, stringing out content, stuff like that. So I'm kind of surprised Netflix just does that because like, oh, here's a new season of whatever and and it's out. And yep. you could run through it in like two days and someone could, if that's all they wanted was that show, they could essentially do a free trial or they could just sign it for a month and just be done. Yeah. And then just Whereas right Disney Plus kind of gets you to, if you want to watch it, you know, as, as soon as it comes out, you're going to have to be a subscriber for at least two months, if oh, not yeah. longer. Yep. So. Yeah. I get it. I mean, that's. And then they hope during that time, there's enough stuff to keep you on board. Right. Even after that the show you initially yeah you know, i mean we used to do that even watching. though with showtime and like old school well i mean you call it old school i know people still have cable and direct tv but it's going away kind of but we used to do that with dexter i would literally call up oh, yeah. subscribe to, to showtime for 10 bucks a month we'd watch dexter for two or three months um and then i would cancel it and like nothing else ever hooked me like i purposely didn't watch anything else because i was like yeah. when it, dexter's over i'm canceling it so yep. yeah, I mean that was we used to do it that way, and so it is interesting that Netflix kind of came out with that way. I mean, but which is why I think Netflix got caught in that struggle, and now they just have they have so much content they have to continually churn out, yeah, because of that model. So it's like I mean you know that some some brand new thing will come out, and within like two weeks, like no one's talking about it again. Which I actually think Disney prolongs like the Mandalorian stuff, like they prolong the interest of it for longer mm-hmm. because the way they do it. Oh yeah, totally. So I'm yeah I'm a, I'm a just a little surprised with some of the stuff that Netflix has that's pretty popular that they don't adopt the same model right but you know I guess that's a feature they can say they have or something but, but I, I, don't know. I guess some, they can do it anytime they want they can switch it <laughs> yeah no, that's that's the beauty of it that is very true <laughs> very very true um, I had something else I was gonna say now I don't even remember so I don't know um, well obviously today um oh that's what I was going to say. Did you see that uh, they're they're doing a new season of Dexter? I heard that. I never I never finished it. Um, Don't. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, I mean, like we well, I'm talking about it. If you haven't seen it yet, it's old. After, yeah, the <laughs> se- whatever season it was after his his uh wife was killed or his girlfriend or whoever, like it was I would watch it and afterwards, I would just be in the worst, most depressed mood ever because the show got so crazy dark. Ronda and I got like through three episodes and we were like, we can't even enjoy this anymore. Like it's literally yeah. making us depressed to watch this show. And so we just stopped completely. Yeah, it's it was a really interesting show. Like I said, season four was the Trinity Killer. That was the peak. And that yeah. was the season where Dexter's wife got yes. killed by Trinity. Love that season and all and up to then but. That, i mean that one was like but that the way that season ended they should have ended the whole series agree but after that season the original showrunners left yeah. which is why it started going downhill and the way the whole series ended was the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my yeah. entire life like honestly i remember watching it and just being like this is like they're insulting me by presenting <laughs> this to me and wanting me to like it like this is dumb but apparently the original showrunners oh, are gonna do back. at least one more season is what i've heard so I don't know. I don't know what they would do though. Like it, the all, I mean, the whole intrigue about Dex, which obviously isn't a Dexter podcast, but the whole I- initial intrigue in Dexter was this guy that's trying to live a normal life that is a serial killer. Yeah. But once his wife is killed by another competing serial killer, I don't really know where. Like, when does the intrigue come? Right, because he already killed him too. So it's not like it's going to be like a revenge thing. Right, I know. Yeah, like chase him down for seasons or something. And, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the bringing back in that manner of, of shows. No, it just doesn't it usually work doesn't. for me. 
Arrested Development is a really good example. I love that show, but by the time they redid it on Netflix, it was just like whatever magic they didn't they had, they weren't able to recreate it. Yeah. And just yeah, just well, I know I know a lot of, a lot of those shows they just get in a rhythm and it takes a season. And if that season yeah. is good enough to get a second one and keeps you watching, it is so worth it because it takes X number of episodes for them to truly get none of these people none of these people have met each other before, you know, and they have to play these parts and characters. And if you go, you know, you go three seasons of absolute gold and then you take a break for that long, it's going to take a while to get back into. And well, that just isn't going to work. You probably have, yeah, different writers and different directors and just, you know, it's, it's similar to like a a basketball team. If you, you know, they they break up and get back together like five seasons later, it's not going to be the same team. Right. Just players are older they're you know whatever so but i will say that netflix yeah. season was still better than 90 percent of the stuff that's on tv today oh that's the crazy sure part. like for it would sure, destroy yeah. most television today so i know i'll go back and watch like a resident development it's like oh, my gosh this is so good, so good. like it's so ahead of its time because mm-hmm. there's stuff I mean, well jamie and i'll go through and watch it and i'll be like i never noticed that yeah like some little subtle thing and i'll be like i never noticed that until now it's like so watching good. and i'll do the same thing with like the office like we'll, we'll go through and watch the office like we just kind of start doing that and i was just like huh i never noticed him saying that like it's just little things here and there that you pick up on after the oh, yeah. 17th time you've watched the series but yeah um we're not going to talk about dexter in the office I'll, we are I guess not we could <laughs> uh we are going to talk about perhaps a controversial subject and perhaps where i think Jeremy and I's both takes will go with this is the uh, the question is rise of the resistance overrated that's what we're going to talk about today so uh, but before we do that we just want to remind you to check out some of the other shows on the caption magic network we have the caption magic podcast with myself and my lovely wife Jamie every Thursday Jeremy has main street magic with him and his lovely wife every Tuesday uh, and you can also go to mainstmagic.com to check out more there and you can go to capture the magic.com ma- capture the magic podcast.com to check out more stuff there too uh you go to trip tale or excuse me not go to but you can listen to trip tales on uh, the ctm feed that's jamie's trip reports show where she interviews somebody once a month about their most recent trip and uh if you're looking at playing a trip it's a lot of information so i think a lot of times they're like three hour long episodes about everything they did so if you're needing info what it's like to plan a trip that'd be a good one to listen to there so that's that's once a month and then uh club 32 members get that episode a week ahead of time and if you want to be on trip tales you go to ctmtriptales.com and there's a be on trip tales button there and you can fill out a form and if jamie likes you then you're chosen so you can try and bribe me but i I have no sway (laughs) over that show at all and if you'd like to be a part of club 32 where you get access to live streams like Diz Dudes Live right now, plus the in-park live streams you'll get this coming week with us going to Disney, plus other cool stuff like the Cool Kids Kitchen, Cigar Lounge, other stuff, uh, C-Team at the Movies, which I believe we're going to do maybe Home Alone, I think is the movie that we decided with Christmas season upon us. Um, anyways, but a lot of more extra content helps us continue to grow the network and the shows and uh, and all that good stuff. So if you go to ctmvip.com to check that out. And uh, Jeremy, do you want to tell everybody about our great travel agency sponsor, Zippity Doodah Travel? Yeah, as you're uh, getting ready to plan your next vacation, uh, head on over to travelwithzip.com. Uh, you can check out some different deals and specials that are going on at Disney Universal. Uh, fill out a quick form. They'll get you several quotes. Uh, they'll help you get booked, help you plan, snag ADRs. Uh, and if you're lucky, your awesome Zip agent might even message you and say that you were moved from coronado over to the contemporary so they even take care of that because disney called her 
you know, on our behalf. And it's, it's not like I had to worry about getting the message and calling back or they handle all that stuff for you. So absolutely no cost to you. Uh, head on over to travelwithzip.com and fill out that form today. Very nice. Yeah, that's not a bad message to get. Yeah. I almost said no. Because we're at Coronado, <laughs> yeah. and I absolutely love Coronado. And it's yeah. like, do yeah. I want to leave Coronado? And I was like, ah, really, I have to, I feel like. so. We'll I mean, yeah, yeah we, which we've talked about. We both have slammed contemporary without having stayed there. Yeah. So I, I suppose. I know we're not. St- we're staying there sometime in 2021, yeah. I believe. I'll be glad to get an, uh, like my own honest opinion, because I know lots of people absolutely right. love it. So I would like to be swayed, I will say. Yeah. I don't see how the opinion would be swayed of like the resort feel in general, probably. Because, I mean, we both have, I mean, you've been in it. Right. It's not like staying there is going to change how you feel about the lobby and stuff. Right. But, right. you know, I mean, it's hard to say unless you've actually stayed there. Yeah, so. to really give it its proper get it. proper due. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Well, Jeremy will report back, I'm sure. And Yeah. He'll pro- and now he's going to be like the, uh, I'd be kind of funny if you came back and you're just like, I this love is the favorite. This is <laughs> You got contemporary shirts and hats, and <laughs> I even got a contemporary cape. I'm wearing it everywhere. Like, I don't know what happened, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know that that could happen, but we'll see. We'll see where it ranks. I did make a comment watching Mandalorian. I was like, I need a cape because Mando's got a cape. And then uh, what's his name? Apollo Creed. He has a cape, too. Yeah. I feel like, man, I really need a cape. They need to. They, yeah. Oh. I'd wear I'd wear a cape I don't know in the parks. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's acceptable, really. People look at you weird, but I'd be like, I wish it was. Like, you know, there's certain levels of cape you had. I mean, you could get away with it like, in Galaxy's Edge, for sure. You Nobody's could. question you in there. But, like, it'd be kind of funny if it was, like, a societal thing where, like, you show up and be like, oh, did you see Jeremy's cape? He got a new cape. And it's like your cape represented, like... Richness or something. He must, he must be doing pretty good. Yeah. Like, he got a velvet cape. Because I'd like you just whip your cape. Like, like, you make a statement, you just whip it around and go. Yeah. I feel like that'd be... Maybe that's just me. I don't know. All right. Uh, well, we are going to talk about uh, Rise of the Resistance and if we believe it is overrated. So if you're unaware or for whatever reason, you're unsure of what Rise of the Resistance is, Jeremy, do you want to fill in our uh, listeners that perhaps just woke up from a coma? And they, <laughs> yeah. Unsure? I mean, this is what's crazy. I mean, this is almost open one year ago now. I think December 5th, yeah. I want to say, is the one year anniversary. Um, yep. and you know, so this is located in galaxy's edge. Uh, this is, I mean, again, I, we've always explained this as uh, an experience. I mean, it's not a ride. It's not an attraction. It's not a show. It's kind of all three. Um, and it, I really think it is an experience, you know, and you're on Batu. Um, you, uh, I guess, you know, I mean the, what the first order is looking for your secret base. Um, whole bunch of stuff happens. You go into a star destroyer, you're going to escape, you know, but it it truly is it's bigger than just a ride and an attraction um what of course <laughs> the biggest thing that we'll talk about probably the most is boarding groups in trying to ride it and yeah. i think you know that's the area where so much conversation would would go you know and we we we've always talked a lot about payoff versus experience you know, like in I know in your opinion and mine, Seven Doors Mine Train, the payoff of the ride isn't always worth the wait. Not to say mm-hmm. it's a bad ride. It's a great ride. But you have to balance those two. And I have a feeling that's where a lot of our conversation will kind of go as we talk about this attraction. 
Yeah, I, and I agree with you. It, it's it's hard to really, if someone were to ask, like uh, whoever we're talking to here that hadn't heard of it, and they're like, well, what kind of ride is this? Yeah. I, there's really nothing to compare it to. I mean, it really is from a imagining standpoint, from imagination to execution to something that you thought of on paper that that was taken and made into what it is. It's it's a feat. It really oh, yeah. is. Like you see, and it's it's just it's hard to explain. But you're right. It's it's almost like going into a movie scene. It's probably the closest thing. And I know a lot of rights try and get you to feel that, but this would be the closest to it. I oh, think. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's almost like you're on set. It, it's it's an experience, right? All those things. And I think I agree. All our critiques would not be about this ride itself because I think you and I both would agree. I, it's the best ride I've ever been on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's it's still I've been on it three times now, three or four times. And every single time I'm like, wow, like yeah. the ATAT scene still like the scale is what gets me. Like you're in there, you're just like, like you are literally looking at ATATs, like a full size. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, not like kind Built of, you know, full sized. Yeah, yeah, and you're going face to and all this stuff there. So, I, I don't think, I don't. What would a criticism be about the ride itself if you could like? Is there one that would like stand out to you? No, I mean, if this if this ride functions from beginning to end the way it's supposed to, I mean, I really do think it's about perfect. I mean, there's. Like, like you said, I mean, you know, every time you ride it, now it's when I look at it and I'm like trying to figure stuff out. Like, I'm like, I, I I understand how they're shooting lasers and it's showing up in the wall. Like, I can grasp it, but I can't see it happening. Like, you right. can't see the behind the scene. Everything is is timed to absolute perfection. Everything is done so well. I have no critiques of this ride from the time you get on it to the time you get off it when everything's working. I don't have right, a single yeah. one, honestly. I mean, do you have anything that you would be like, well, wait a second. The only thing I, I would, and this is just being very, very critical, which I'm not normally want to do that, but the Kylo animatronic is a little. That end one's the, a bit wonky. When the thing the falls I mean, down in front of him and he kind of like falls backwards yeah, a little bit. That one is a little wonky. Like, I can, I can like when that. you've seen, yeah, when you've seen the animatronic at like uh, uh, Navi River and how yeah. like smooth and amazing that one is. So, but again, that's small. Like, it's not yeah. like it looks terrible. It's just, it's not quite a fluid human motion he makes and stuff like that. But right. No, I could see that. Other than that, other than that, yeah, I, I don't at all. I mean, I, the whole thing is like you're right. If it executes how it's supposed to, it's just, it's awesome. Like, yeah. it, there's really no way to put it. Like, it, it's just the the blaster scenes, the the you know. The, the even the ride vehicle you're in with the droid that talks and moves the whole mm -hmm. time. I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's just it, it's like you're literally being put into, you know, the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and and this is one you know I can be honest the the experience to me I was very worried about with current guidelines and I I thought it was still wonderful. Like if it was the first time riding it, you know, I mean, I know you've got the, like the the first order officers and stuff and masks and all, but they were still kind of doing their shtick. You know, they were still like yeah. kind of not getting in your face, but they were doing it from a reasonable distance. Um, and it, I really didn't miss out on anything. Whereas, as you know, I mean, it's cool. And by the time we did it, they had the plexiglass up, I want to say. So the, the cart was or the car was pretty full, I, I believe. I'm trying to remember. But it's really cool to get on a roller coaster and you're like the only two people on it, but it is kind of weird. And it takes away from the experience during these times. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Where this one, I don't feel like it loses too much. I mean, we still had, you're spread out in the, the uh, transfer ship, which is a little bit odd. And I noticed for our ride, they actually put up a barrier so that people wouldn't try and collect through the middle to look out the front window. Like you couldn't see oh, out there. Oh, yeah. And so that part was a little bit different, but they still had the first order officer come in and kind of yell at you and tell you to get out and, you know, go to your positions. And so that part I was I was glad didn't change too much um, for people that are getting a ride it for the first time. Like, I'm glad I feel like they're still getting about 95 percent of the experience that they were pre covid, which is cool. Yeah, I think the only thing would be missing would would be with the pre ride where the officers are interrogating you, so to speak. They don't get quite as – I mean, before they would kind of get up, like, really close to your face and look oh, at yeah. you like they're just – and so now they obviously don't do that. Um, so you're right. I would, I would probably say about 95%, which I think is pretty good under the, the circumstances now. Right. In that, that you're getting pretty close to, you know, even with the plexiglass up, some rides do better than others. Yeah. I mean, I've seen um, – I think it was – uh, living with the land, the plexiglass. Like if you're not in the front, you're not seeing anything ahead of you. Oh, like the yeah. plexiglass is just so blurred and thick and just not yep. good. So I, I don't feel like anything, any views too obstructed and stuff like that. So, which is good. But um, I mean, I think we both would agree. And Kat says um, he's, he's like a noodle blow up dude. I kind of, yeah. that's kind of how I feel about Kylo in that scene a little bit. He's got a little bit of a, uh, crazy inflatable yeah he's kind of like whoa yeah it is <laughs> like we were to strange. be like we've got sales going yeah. on i'd be like oh <laughs> that's him yeah that is um, true a little bit of that but again it that's being very critical i mean not that that it doesn't take it away or anything but um no i think we both would agree you know our our takes here or the purpose of this episode is not about the ride itself it's about everything else that goes around it because of how great this ride is there's a huge demand for this ride mm-hmm and the other element to this ride that's it plagued it long before it even opened is it breaks down a lot. Yeah. And the breakdown, I think everything from we've heard and I've talked to a few people is in there's a scene in which you drop a bit and in that scene it loses connection, Wi-Fi or whatever it is from the operating system. So it causes it to break down periodically and when that happens, you know, if you had a normal ride queue, you would have to clear out that ride you know, of everybody, which would be, I mean, if it breaks down multiple times a day, they're going to be doing that two or three times a day. Oh, yeah. So they've gone with virtual boarding groups. So, you know, well, okay, when it used to be, how did, how did it used to work, Jeremy? Then we can talk about how it works now. Well, I mean, it used to, you know, it used to work that you could not get a boarding group. And the thing is, it's never worked. It's never worked consistently in the sense of timing. Because no. originally, you know, it was if Hollywood's pre-COVID, if Hollywood Studios opened it, just say eight, then you had to be there, you know, scanned in and inside the park to secure it at eight. Well, then it was like, well, people can't be scanning in at eight and get one at eight and they're lining up so early. Let's let them in at seven thirty, but they'll be in the park and then they can do it at eight. And then it was like, well, no, we can't do that. I mean, it just, it was all over the place. So even back to going here, you know, where they were opening at 10, um, you had to be in the park in order to get it. And getting it is, is basically winning the lottery, going through the app and, and doing all of that. Um, now, most recently, you can do it uh, from anywhere at 7 a.m. as long as you have a park reservation. It's still a full lottery, but at least by 7.01, you know whether you have it or not. And you didn't have to go line up at the gate for an hour to make sure you get in. You don't, 
you know, you're not in the park and disappointed. You can kind of plan your day and say, well, I didn't get it. We're not going to go till noon now. Uh, you technically could drop that reservation and pick up one for another park if it's available. So I, I don't... I don't think there's a way they can do it other than the boarding pass. I just don't think they know how to perfect the boarding pass. And that's been much of the issue. And and I keep saying, and, and I just rode Rise a couple weeks ago, and I walked out of it and was like, yes, this is the best ride in Orlando. But every time I go to Universal, I can ride Hagrid's. I've never had an issue riding Hagrid's. And therefore, sometimes that's the better ride to me because I can actually experience it. Yeah. Well, and I think... Up until they change this, I, I still view my views on it's still not a perfect system yeah. because the they're until they're able to fix the ride, they're going to have to do virtual boarding groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they can ever get it to the point where they're hundred percent certainty, okay, we've got this basically fixed, then you can go to more of a normal ride, and ideally by then maybe fast passes are back and whatever the case is. Until that happens, you got to do virtual boarding groups because you don't want to be just evacuating a line. Yeah one to two to three times a day or if that were to happen because then that's just a mess and then you got everybody fast passes and it's just it becomes a whole thing so i agree i i the system they have now while not perfect i do love much much more because before you're right you got to get there early it is packed i mean everybody knows if you want to ride this you got to get there early so first thing in the morning you're like oh rope drop and rope it's absolutely slammed because everybody wants to ride it and then you're right it's just it's a it's a lottery. I mean, you'll be on there, and within ten seconds, it's gone. Yeah. And if if you weren't directly on, it, and sometimes, you know, you you run this weird spot too, where you would get there. And Jamie and I did this, it happened to us twice. You get there, and you're there early, and like Slinky Dog Dash will run a little bit early before park opens, which is cool. Except the problem is you'll be on Slinky Dog Dash at ten. Yeah. And you're like, oh crap. So you're like on the roller coaster trying to get a boarding group, and we actually got one one time. The one time we didn't. So it takes away – I'm not getting to experience Slinky Dog like I want because I'm on my phone, like, trying to get this boarding group. And then if you don't get it, not only are you not experiencing Slinky Dog Dash like you wanted, you're also really mad that you yeah. can't ride this ride that you want to ride. And you spent your entire morning basing it around the hopes of riding this ride. And then you start your day off with nothing but stress and disappointment, and now you're mad. So it was a really bad day, way to start your day Oh yeah, um, <laughs> in general. Um. So I think this new system is better. Now it's still, like you were saying, at least you can wake up, try. Worst case scenario, you roll out of bed, you look at it, you don't get it. You can be like, oh, I'm going to go back to bed. Or yeah. be like, oh, okay, not going to Hollywood Studios, see if I get another thing, or, or change your plans up. The other thing about this ride is, if you do get a boarding group, that doesn't really take all the stress out about, will I get to ride it? Nope. No Because guarantee. it may still break down on you. Yeah. So you've got multiple points of stress here, which is getting the boarding group. And then do I get to ride it? And then once you're on it, you're enjoying it. Then it's a lot of fun, but right. that's where the question we have going into, like, is it overrated because of all of that goes into it? It's, it's an event of a ride, but it's an event to be able to ride the ride too. Right. Oh, you for know, sure. that's kind of the whole point. And so it's, would you say, do you think it's overrated for how, Everybody talks about it, the pressure people feel they want to write. I mean, do you actually feel it is overrated in your opinion? It's a it's overrated in certain situations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the short answer is no, it is not overrated. This thing is unbelievable. 
A much longer right. answer is possibly, you know, and I think that comes down to maybe how many times you've ridden it, you know, what your experience is riding it. If you're there, if you're there, let's just say from, you know, overseas or something, and you're there for 14 days, and let's just say you had four of those days at Hollywood Studios, and the first three days you don't get a boarding group, or two of the days it breaks down and you never get to ride it and all this, finally the fourth day you get a boarding group, you're one of the last ones, you're still stressing, and you barely make it on that thing, I don't know. I, I I really don't know if at that point you would go, man, that was worth it. I I think yeah. in the long run you would like the hindsight you'd get back and be like, man, that thing really was good. Like, but at that moment you might step off that ride being like, that was cool, but I almost had like a heart attack three or four times <laughs> just trying to get the dang thing. You know, like yeah, I'm with something like Flight of Passage when you had fast passes and you were sixty days out and you didn't get a fast pass. That stunk, but you could still go ride it. It may mean that you had to get to the park two hours earlier. It may mean that you had to wait three or four hours, but you could ride it. This thing, if you wake up at seven o'clock and you don't get it for that day, you're probably not riding it for that day. Now they have the 2 p.m. release and it it appears that things are starting to run better. Uh, Hours are starting to stretch a little bit, so they should be able to accommodate, you know, more overall rides. Uh, They've put in plexiglass so they can accommodate more people. I think things are slowly getting better, but at the same time, you don't get the seven. Maybe that was the whole reason you were going to Hollywood studios and then you don't get the two. And until park hopping comes back, you're back to being kind of out of luck. So it's just, I think it really is situational based on what it takes for you to finally get on it. Yeah. I, I think if you, if you, if you get a boarding group and you get to ride it, I think you come away going, yeah, Oh, that was amazing. That was yep. so worth it. I think if you went through all the hassle of it all, especially before now, I, I will say to answer the question, if I think it's overrated, I think it's less of a likely to be overrated now versus how it was before. Agreed. Because I think if you're getting up, I mean, think about a family of four. You're getting up at, you get everybody up at 6 a.m. Get to the park in time. You get there at 8. And let's say maybe get up at 7. You get up there at 8 or 9. A whole hassle get in there. Make sure everybody's in the park, and then you don't get it. You just you just went through multiple hours of your morning in anticipation of not being able to do this thing that you really, really want to do, and then everybody around you is going, oh, yeah, we got it. And then if yeah. you're one not getting it, you're like, Gah. So, and then you have all these theories about how you get it. You know, and I know right. there's people like, if you stand here and you do this, and it's like, yeah. okay. I, which mostly, it's just a lottery for the most part. I think it runs less of a chance of being overrated, but I agree with you. I think if if you don't get it, your first initial reaction is like, this is overrated. This is yeah. dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. And the process to write it is dumb. And it, what's even worse is I've got boarding groups and then you're in line about to get on and then it breaks down. Yep. That's even worse because you were so close because even the queue is cool. I mean, the queue oh, is like a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia, basically. Um so I have a hard time saying it's overrated because I don't want people to think like the ride itself is not yeah. the ride itself is amazing. I, I mean, I know everyone, every once in a while someone will have a hot take and say like, you know, I like Soren better than rise of the resistance. And I was just like, I, maybe they had surgery where they, they can no longer see or have fun. I don't really know. Um, I guess it's possible, but I, I don't, I think the ride itself is, is amazing, but you're right. The, the whole process around it, can be in some situations considered overrated 
Um, but I think there's a lot of pressure to it. So it just depends on, and that's the problem too. We talk about going to Disney having so much pressure to ride a ride. Yeah. I mean, this one may be the most ever of yeah. a pressure situation to get on a ride. And if you don't get it, in your opinion, I don't, I think if you don't get to ride rise, I don't think it ruins your trip, No, but a lot of people do. A lot of people view it as if I don't get to ride this thing, this whole trip was for nothing. And so, and that's, that's a rough situation to be in or feel because that's, that's even making the situation worse. Cause right. it's like, man, you're putting a lot more pressure on this. Yeah. Um, so I, and you know, I'll say no, but I'll say the system and the way to get to write it is, if you if you decided you know what I'm not gonna mess with all that because I just want to enjoy my day and have a relaxing day I would totally understand. Yep. Because we've done that before. We just go. We're not even gonna try. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, we're, those days are really nice. They, they just they go. Are. <laughs> or if yeah. you don't have to work, like we're, we have we have Hollywood Studios for Sunday because I figured we're gonna wake up, we're gonna check out Sunday. I can try and get it at seven. If we don't, no big deal. Now the following weekend we're going with Rhonda's parents. There's a lot more pressure. Now, they wrote it last year when we showed up at 5 a.m., you know, so maybe there's a little less because they've done it before and they won't really care. But there is that pressure. I mean, here we are on Tuesday and I'm anxious about Sunday and, and I hate that and I shouldn't be. But sometimes that is hard to control because yeah. you really want to do it. Um, and, and I, you know, we're very fortunate that we've ridden it multiple times. I mean, you know, Rhonda and I got there at 4 a.m. on December 5th, day one. We got in. We got a boarding group like 33 we were riding it by lunchtime. It it worked perfectly, and we walked away from that thinking this is the greatest thing that's ever been made, like in the history of the world. And then slowly, as you start to go back, it takes a little bit away from it when you can't get on. And then yeah. you know, I know you have a lot of people that they feel the way that hey, if my family's there on our only trip of a lifetime, and you're a semi local who's ridden it eight times, I should get to ride it, and you shouldn't. I mean, there there are people that have that take, you know, yeah. and so I, I do think it's tough. Everything being up to a, a, a lottery system, but there really isn't another way to do it. I mean, because even if even if you said, all right, here's the way we're going to work it. X number of riders can go in a day. So when you make your park reservation, you automatically get one. Well, you're still in some form a lot, some form of lottery and timing. You know what I mean? Like it's right, yeah. Or if we go back to almost like a fast pass and sixty days out, you're still in a lottery. But then, is there a way to do a limited standby? But the last thing you can do right now is have crowds showing up early. It's a whole reason they moved to the seven a.m. boarding group time. So it's kind of it's a lose lose for Disney and for its its park goers. It, no matter what, right now. Um, yeah, but there's not much else they can do. And I do think it's improving. It's evolving. So that's good. I think a year and from now, I it'll think, be much better. I think that is the thing that you can say about it. It is a very evolving one because they're, tr you can tell they're trying different things, yeah. which I applaud them for doing. Oh, that, yeah, for sure. I would love to be in the meeting. <laughs> they're bringing up rise because, you know, they probably have like a monthly meeting. They're like, uh, it's still, I don't know. People and then the guys like, why don't we just let them do it from the you know, 7 a.m. If they have a, just wherever they're at I'd be like, can we do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been able to do it the whole time. Yeah. Why didn't you say anything last <laughs> year, Rick? Like, well, I don't know. I thought you guys wanted people in the parks. Like, well, we did. We used not to. Now. Yeah, not now. <laughs> no, what, no, what do you feel yeah, about, just, what do you feel about the fact that somebody can get one at 7 a.m. in Minnesota? Now I understand they might be hopping on a flight at 7, 10 a.m. as opposed to the guy who's maybe staying at the resort right down the street. Do you, I mean, do you think that that is just equal and that's that, the way it should be? Or what do you feel yeah. about that? 
that's an interesting that's an interesting little thing there because then you get into like not that I would say fairness but like what is what is the best solution there like what what are the um uh sort of I can't think of the word now um you're wanting people to stay on property but they're not getting any kind of preferential treatment for doing such right I think ideally, and this may just be, I mean, I don't know how you would do this instantaneously because it is a lottery system, but if you're staying on property in an ideal situation, you would have a better shot than somebody that's in Dakota that's right. about to board a plane, but I don't even know yeah. if at the and same stay at time. stay the Holiday the, Inn down the street. <laughs> right. I don't know how the system, I don't think the system's going to be, I think the system just looks at this profile has a reservation yeah. and here and it that's goes. All I think does. if you start adding layers to that, um, you know, that could get a little bit, you know, tricky. I, you know, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me. I suppose in a way I wish in an ideal situation, that was a little bit more like weighted, I suppose. That was yeah. what I was for, weighted, but I don't really know if that's possible at this moment. So I'm okay with it, but if they could improve it and, and your chances improved of being on property, you know, maybe I'd like that a bit better. Yeah. But even then, you're not guaranteed. No, not so, at all. You know, at the end of the day, if you don't know any different, it probably doesn't. You know, I, th- I think going, if people knew, if Disney came out and said, if you stay on property, you've got a better shot of getting one, that would create a problem for them because then people would be staying on property specifically to get one and they don't get one and they're going to get mad. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I almost think like being in the dark on that is probably better for everybody around. They're just like, well, I don't know any bit different, but yeah. Um, I mean, I guess in that situation, if you were, and I know people in the group have talked about that. Yeah. Like, if I was about to get on a flight, and I knew I was going to go to Hollywood Studios that day, it'd be kind of cool to be able to sit there and be like, oh, I did get one, cool. And That'd then you awesome. show up and you can do it, and like that's a pretty like, in terms of technology and stuff like that, that's pretty cool. That you could do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think it's a better system than having to be there right at park open and then you've just got this rush of people that are just diving onto their phones yeah uh you know walking you know that that whole thing I'm, i don't miss that i hope they never bring that part back oh oh me too yeah i mean if i was getting on a, a plane getting ready to fly down and i got one i'd just be like champagne stewardess everybody right <laughs> like we're partying but i think i think the biggest I'm issue loaded on this flight <laughs> the biggest issue with that the system being the way it is is that you know you and i as ap's who live two hours away have our three AP days, we technically could just say, hey, let's make AP reservations for next Saturday for a day trip. We're not going to stay on property. Park reservations fill up. You and I wake up here at home. We don't get 7 a.m., so we just go, ah, I'm not going. And technically, we've taken those park reservations from people that maybe are there buying tickets and staying on property. That And again, there's almost no way around it, but that's the only right. one I see, or even a local who lives 30 minutes away or even 10 minutes away. That's the only one I could wonder, you know, now I know that there are park reservations um, that, that are pulled from certain pools. So there are AP, there's an AP pool and there's an on-property pool and a ticket pool, but we still then technically could take one from the AP pool for local APs that live 10 minutes away. You know, or vice yeah. versa. So that's the only one that I think it gets a little bit tricky. Um, but there's, I mean, they're not going to work their way around that. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, and I know Rachel said she feels. She said feel like people staying on property should get some kind of priority. I and like I said, I agree to an extent, but I don't. I understand the limitations of the system they're probably working in. 
I don't there's probably no way of really doing that to where it wouldn't break all the time. Because yeah. then you run into a situation where you go, Oh yeah, the boarding group thing broke, sorry. No way. So I think they probably and and honestly, I'm sh- I'm shocked that virtual boarding groups have worked as well as they have given um the history that Disney has had with apps and oh, yeah, no, websites a little bit. No, so maybe sure. they're just going the most simple route of just if you got a park reservation you can get it from wherever at 7 a.m. Yep, I think that's, that's literally as simple as it is. I don't think they take into account at all where you're at. Yeah. Um, it'd be that. a good experiment to see if someone was able to nab one, like, overseas somewhere and just to see if they could get one. I bet you they probably could. Yeah. Because I don't think it's got anything to do with where you're currently at. But No, not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if you came through the opt- – if you if you did the old way, like you had to get the boarding group at 10 a.m. and all this stuff like that, in park, all that jazz, and you came away saying, you know, the ride itself isn't overrated, but the whole process, everything that goes into it is overrated. I could see that argument. Yeah. I think as time has gone on, it becomes less overrated. So I think even as simply as being like, okay, you wake up at 7, you go for it. If you don't get it, then you can at least salvage and change the plans for your day mm-hmm. if you don't want to do other stuff in the park. So I feel like that move alone makes it way less likely to be considered overrated. Yeah. Because um, at least you're not. Sh- at least you're showing it to the park with a hop in your step of like, oh, I got a boarding right. group. Now right. it could still break down on you, but at least then and there you're like, oh, I got a boarding group. All right, this is really cool. And if you didn't get one, you're like, oh, okay, well I'll try it too. But even at two, you're like, usually your chances at two are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten one at two after not getting one in the morning before yeah. and, and it I is it moving along i mean i do think the capacity issues and it's been breaking down less are helping with that 2 p.m drop true but it's still a, it's still a lottery i mean it's still right is within the seconds <laughs> which is, yeah. is tough very and you got to be on it yeah and then yeah all that stuff like that so i mean i think to answer the question if i consider it overrated i would say no same i would say but i think I totally understand why some people would say it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I understand the frustration. I think it may be overrated. It would be more of a, like, is this ride frustrating? That would be yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Very is frustrating this ride sometimes. anxiety driven? Yes. If you have anxiety or FOMO yeah. or any Does of this Does this ride stuff, force you to drink heavily? Yes. It very well. This ride could make you go to border <laughs> baseline and just be like, I'd like to. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be economically responsible and get the big of one. Of course. Um, but yeah, this this ride could cause you to uh, head to baseline. I feel like if you just walked into baseline, be like, uh, just gonna get the uh, can I get, get the, a can I get the rise yeah. like, at the uh, rise special? Yeah. <laughs> get that man two drinks stat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think maybe where I put it, it can be incredibly frustrating. But it, once you get to ride, if you've never been able to ride it, and you're you're just mad and you're just like it's overrated. But once you ride it, you'll just be like. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah. Like, and I think you immediately would just be like, "I get it. I understand why it's it's the way it is. I understand the hype behind it, all this stuff like that." So, like for my dad, for instance, I feel for him. He had to use a comp ticket because he's a cast member to try and go. Yeah, he had some issue with his pass, and he couldn't get a boarding. So he still never got to Jeez. to ride it. Um, that's crazy. All that stuff. So, you know, I, I would be curious to see what he thinks about. It. I mean, I think I don't. Did he ride it? I don't think he's ever ridden it. Um, but I mean, it, it, that's just the thing. It's like until you read it, you read it till you wrote it. I think you you would have a certain way of thinking about it until you actually got to experience it. Yeah, I can I can agree completely with that. Yep. Yeah. So, in case you're wondering, that's our take on that. 
but it's a great ride. I mean, honestly, like I, all the, you know, some people like, like pan, like flight of passage is still to me, number two. Yeah. And it's one where, um, it's even hard to say, like, I don't even think flight of passage is in the same ballpark as rise, No, which sounds crazy. I don't think anything is truly. I know. And that's the crazy <laughs> part. Like flight of passage is a, like that ride. And I wrote, it was like, Holy crap. Yeah. That's amazing. And then you ride Rise, you're just like, what? How in the world did they? Like, I just wanted to be in the meeting when they pitched it. Like, did they pare it down? Oh, I know. Like, I just want to know if they had this big thing of like it was going to be even bigger. And they're just like, okay, we can't go that big, but we'll take like a down a little bit. And they're like, okay, fine. Yeah. But the whole ride vehicles, how many showrooms? (laughs) And at full scale, you're telling me we're going to do this entire ride at full scale. Like, you want a whole hangar? Like, yes, (laughs) full size. Okay, with TIE fighters and like a hundred stormtroopers, like yes. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, what else? Like, well, okay. You got to escape from prison, so you got to be in prison during this ride. Like, you're going to be in prison. Well, yeah, but then you have a wall that just comes out of nowhere that you can't see. But like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh we need full size ATATs too. Like, what the, what the? Okay. But yeah, uh, it's pretty yeah. impressive. So, it really is. So, and for that reason, the ride being so great, I, I would I would say not not overrated, but can't yeah. be frustrating. So I to, totally understand that. But um, well, I was gonna I mentioned before we started the show, and I, this fits in because it oh, yeah. didn't take too long for us to get to our point here, which is what we said. But I'm a little. I, I think I've said it before on this show, and I know I've said it on on Captain Magic before. But I, I was I've always been a little as cool as Galaxy's Edge is. I've always been a little not annoyed but like why did they choose to do it based on the new trilogy because it just limits them so much on what they can do for instance they can never use darth vader and darth vader is the greatest villain that has ever been probably in any movie perhaps yeah you can't use him because you're basing it off this new trilogy so you had this fantastic trilogy that set everything up i mean it's probably the best trilogy that's ever been made and you decide, okay, a little bit of hubris, I would say. is like, well, we got this new trilogy. We're going to base all of this. But even comes to my point of this, which is, in my opinion, the best thing that happened to the Star Wars franchise since the original trilogy is the Mandalorian. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, you can say it's overrated on some people say that. But I think, to me, Baby Yoda is icing on the cake for it. I actually think, like, I love Mandalorian stuff. Because yeah. they're kind of like, I was explaining to my mother-in-law. She was like, well, what's... I think Jedi are sort of like monks and the Mandalores are sort of like special forces. Yeah. They're like the guys that are like hardcore. Like they're just really cool. They've always, I've always kind of enjoyed them. And I think it's got that good Western vibe. It's got a good story. I think it's well done. And, and baby Yoda is just sort of that icing. He just makes it even a little bit better. Cause he's got the, whatever cuteness factor and everything like that. But you can't even use them in galaxy's edge. Yeah. They don't fit in. They don't fit into the timeline. And I'm like, I have some point because Jamie and I were talking about this. Like, do you think they ever change the overall timeline theming of like galaxy's edge? Because you know, they want to. And if you put in a ride at this point, let's be honest, that had baby Yoda on it. People would lose their mind. Oh, yeah. They would literally lose their mind. You probably have women, perhaps even some men weeping because they got to like ride a ride that baby Yoda was on or something like that. Yeah. So, I, I wonder, like, do they ever change it to accommodate for not only the Mandalorian, but, say, Darth Vader and 
awesome. I mean, just open up to the entire catalog of potential characters you could do. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think they screwed up from the beginning by not going the route of Wizarding World and putting you inside of the movies and inside of the movie scenes and, and timelines. I mean, and I know that was their whole, whole point was to not do that. So they weren't stuck in a timeline. And I think that's Galaxy's Edge biggest fault because you're right yeah. now they, they it can't it can't change you know now wizarding world i mean like i walked into galaxy's edge and i remember being like wow this is star wars like and that was cool but like i walked into wizarding world and i was like i'm inside of the movie and i recognize all these things down to every right. little detail and like i get to go do, into gringotts and like do exactly what they did in the movie sign me up you know, and so I, I just, yeah, you're right. They, 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 I don't think they really can change it. I mean, I guess maybe they could, but the biggest fault they came to with that was that they then included Kylo and General Hux in Rise. That's, that's where yeah. it really, because if you take out Rise of the Resistance, technically you don't really have to set a timeline for the rest of the land. I mean, you kind of do with like Hondo and stuff, but not, not as much. You know, I don't feel like you're not as, as much. tied to it as when you go, Kylo Ren, there he is, right? You know, and now he's gone. So, but it's like think about yeah. what if they changed? And you could do this. Let's say you revamped it and take Rise and you redo a little bit of it, and then that scene you just have Darth Vader. So oh, you plug totally. in Darth where, where Kylo's at, and then you make some of the you know like the instead of having uh, what's his face uh, the the fighter pilot guy. Oh yeah, Nibnub. <laughs> that one no, you're talking the, about? Oh Poe. No, Poe. That's yeah, right. That's I right. Yeah, even Poe's in there, and BB-8 and all. And so I'm yeah, drawn if you to take them. out, if you took out Poe, and that's just a video thing. That's yeah. not like on. You know, like you could change. You could do little things that change that ride to where it could literally be based off of like the older trilogy. Yeah. So I, I part of me think. I mean, to me. They, I know the original per, or pitch for this was off the off the original trilogy, which they should have done. Right. My guess is probably Kathleen Kennedy decided, no, we want to do it off the new stuff. But I just feel like if they did nothing else and just announced, like, hey, we're going to shift. Like, something happened. Like, they can make up a storyline. Like, oh, there's a time warp or something. Right. And the, the warp speed got messed up. And where you just open it all up because, man, I guarantee you at this point, they're sitting there going, we would love to do something with Mandalorian yep. and Baby Yoda. Yep. But as as it stands, they can't. I, I don't know how they would now, unless the story progresses to where they've been out there in the behind the scenes throughout the whole th you know new trilogy, perhaps. Right. But man, and part of me even wonders about that, like with the whole thing setting up, and it's like, well, what, where, where were okay? If Baby Yoda's this like awesome thing, like why were they not? You know, like where were they during all this other stuff like that? Which right. they could do that on the show, like they'd be in the background. But oh sure. Um, I don't know. That's something that comes in my mind. I'm like, man, because at that point, I think, A, that Galaxy's Edge would be better. And I agree with you about Wizarding World. I think they did it better because there's no specific – you don't know which movie you're in when you're in there. Yeah. You just know you're in the world. Yeah. And you open up to all these other characters you can use and future characters. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, Baby Yoda pops up. And maybe you have another Disney Plus show where it's like, oh, yeah, we could use this character here. I, I You know, even Clone Wars type stuff yep. may be cool. but. Yeah, I, I kind of, I just, I would actually be okay with it. Oh. I know a lot of people wouldn't, but I, I would, in that sense, I would be like, if they came out and just decided to update it and just say, eh, we changed it a little bit, I would be totally on, on board with it. Yeah. I mean, again, I want to, I want to step into the, the movie 
not just yeah into like a story I don't know from the movie, even though it right. is all. And again, they did an amazing, amazing job. I just, I just think that's where it it missed the mark, <clears throat> especially when now that I've been to Wizarding World and spent some time in there, and I've seen all those movies. I mean, I've seen all the yeah. Harry Potter movies now, and I'm like, man, they really they did it right here. Like this is well, and they and they take you to stuff you've seen in the movies yeah. and present it, and you're like, holy crap, I've seen this. Yeah. like you connect with, and it. that's the thing. Like, yeah, and that's the thing I think they missed with with Galaxy's Edge is not giving you anything you've seen in the movies that you can recreate and you're like, holy crap, I've seen this. I'm I'm here. Right. And I think that's the thing that I, I always said when we first saw Galaxy's Edge, I was like, man, this is so cool. Like it's at scale, it's so big, it's so awesome. But there's always just something missing about it. And I really could never put my finger on it. I think it came down to really that's what it was, was there was nothing that I saw in the movies that I was then presented with and just went yeah, you're here now. Yep. Like that's the thing that you know, I, I think it's missing. And at this point, they can't do anything about that. Like they've already no. spent the billions and billions of dollars to build it, so it is what it is. Unless they just go, they do the reverse. They do the Pirates of the Caribbean and create Batu into a movie, which is probably <laughs> just, yeah, I could see that happening. Or again, it's gonna there's gonna be it's gonna be included somewhere in Disney Plus shows, or it's gonna be included. Probably. I mean, heck, they even ended up mentioning it in Solo. The movie. I mean, he makes a small reference to Batu. Yeah, and that was after they had planned Batu. So you're like, all right, they're trying to set something up. They're trying to make sure you I, know this. I wouldn't exists. be surprised if they did it in the Mandalorian. Oh, it wouldn't now surprise me at all. They're stopping off on Batu. They, yeah. Oh, we got to stop on the Batu real quick yep. to go to this trade. Yeah, to get or supplies like or something. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, I could totally see that being the case. Which I mean, oh, okay. well, and maybe they, he did because well, we don't know that it's this Mando's exact helmet, but there's a Mandalorian helmet, and I think it's Doc. Uh, Andar's trading post area. There is one up there, like on a shelf. I, you know, so right. they're yeah, they're, they're going to try and make some sort of reference at some point. I think they're going to have to. I mean, yeah, I would, I would probably say so. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I just wanted to bring that up because I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, yeah, because that would be some ride. I mean, I could just only imagine if they announced they're going to do a Mandalorian based ride and Baby Yoda's in it, people would just would be sweet, go absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Yeah, you can get a magic so. shot with them, which is pretty cute. So at least That's you got true. that for now. That's actually kind of which a Which again, cool though, shot. completely destroys their storyline of Batu. It does, but nobody cares. I know, I know. But that's just what's yeah. so funny. Like we used to talk that's about a good the bags. Point. You went into that's every possible point, detail yeah. and then you had regular Walt Disney World bags when you went shopping. Like Yeah. It's kind of like an all or nothing. And and I will say, I mean, you know, as crazy as JK Rowling can be about the detail in Wizarding World you literally can't get the butter beer without the foam on it because that's not legit to the story. And that's absolutely right. insane. I get it. Like the one bartender there, Kayla told us there's a sign they've been trying to get changed for like three years and they can't because it has to be approved directly by her only, which is insane. <laughs> but then it makes you, sense when everything is perfectly done. You know, like, can you imagine like you're a hu super busy person and they're like, um, pa pardon me, um, pardon me. We have this sign. What? You need a what? A sign? Yeah. I don't care right now. They're like, okay, fine. Like, <laughs> just keep asking her. There's a sign in uh, Universal. It'll take, it'll take it five says, seconds, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? No, I don't have time for this. Okay. I'm going in. They're like, oh, we can't get her to even listen to it. Like, that's the, the, the chain of command on that is so funny. Oh, it's like some. It's insane. Like we need to like it's in the contract. Like we need new toilets. Oh, okay. We'll go, we got to get it approved by JK. Like what? Yeah. Why? Like it's in the contract. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not getting new toilets without her approval. <laughs> I mean, toilets are just breaking down. They get JK Rawlings to sign off yep. on it. She's like, 
Only if they're wizard toilets. Like, I yeah. don't know what that means, JK. It's like, well, make it happen. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know where else you can get cool Baby Yoda stuff? You can go to ctmshirts.com and there's Baby Yoda shirts there. True. Maybe even some more of them coming soon. Very true. Rumor has it him and Mando went to Splash Mountain. Ooh. That's what I heard. That's fun. I got a letter in the mail. That was <laughs> letter like, in the mail. Yeah. We enjoyed it. It got trip. sent by <laughs> Courier Pigeon. But, uh, but yeah, so... You can get uh, the Christmas. Oh, for the Christmas shirts too. They will ship out this week, so everything was it, everything was rushed on that one. But in shipping stuff all over the country, it it, uh, it it's come together quickly. I mean, for being a a, mat, a quickly produced shirt, it, it's come together rather quickly. I think so. Those will be going out this week, so very excited about that. So if you still want to get one, you can get it before Christmas. Of uh, the Baby Yoda slam. Uh, this is the sleigh and the Mando family Christmas shirts. Those are. Those are available to go before Christmas. So, ctmshirts.com. Um, also, I was going to mention, I think if uh, if Mandalorian and Baby Yoda had to choose their favorite coffee, my guess is probably it's Expedition Roasters. I'm sure. Probably. I'm guessing. I think they may even mention them on the show sometime. Uh, but again, if you go to expeditionroasters.com and use the promo code CAPTURE15, you'll save 15% of every single order you place. Uh, and they've got a bunch of new flavors. They've got... I know they got the new Voodoo Brew. Um, you got which my personal favorite is the pra- New Orleans Praline, which I wouldn't assume I would like normally because I don't really like pralines, but it's something about the blend and the coffee I just love. Um, I know Jeremy and Ron are big fans of the teas. Uh, they've been drinking, going with the uh, the the Redhead Roast, yeah, uh, which is good. which is pretty good. It's like a rum infused one. Yeah. I've been doing that one with the uh, Prospectors Roast. It's kind of a cool little combo there, but. Um, but yeah, so you get any of those. Again, go to exhibitionroasters.com and use the promo code CAPTURE15. And if you order at least, I think, $60 worth of merchandise, you get free shipping nice. too. So put in some big, put in one big order and get stocking stuffers. And if, if somebody gives you coffee for Christmas, at least make it good coffee. And not, yeah. <laughs> It's almost like an insult. Be like, oh, I got you coffee for Christmas. And it's, it's great value. And you're like, I didn't realize we were fighting. But now, <laughs> now we're fighting. So don't do that just get them good coffee i think that gift cards too you can get them gift cards yes so, you can you yep yep so all right exhibitionroasters.com capture 15 so all right anything else you want to add before we go no i think i'm all good for today i think i think we solved uh the issue of asking if it's overrated or not we sure did kind of <laughs> so people just go i learned nothing you know we talked about some dexter stuff we and we hit a lot of tv tv topics we did so as always um and I think we we all we won't I won't mention it again because I realized it was a spoiler. But I, I think I would be surprised if the won't be spring of a bunch of children in the last few years with a certain name. Mm, I hope and they're going, Mom, why'd you name me that? I'm like, <laughs> well, there was a show <laughs> we really liked it. And he was really cute, and then, um, yeah. So no, I I like these topics, and especially with. I know to me it just stuck out with I always think of like how are they going to put these in the park and I think that's why after obviously Mandalorian is uh, the biggest hit Disney Plus has had yeah um and and again I will say it again I think it's the best thing that's happened to Star Wars since the original trilogy I really do think it's that good totally. I think the storytelling is good I think even Jamie and I were even talking about like the CGI effects like these are stuff you would see in movies oh like yeah. it's not it's not it's heavily produced cheap. and done <laughs> yes it's not cheaply done so it's not like the quality is. I mean, you're used to seeing a movie and then you see TV and you're like, well, it's not as good as a movie, lower budgets. I mean, it is very well done. I just can't help but, th- you know, at this point, you've got executives going, we got to get this in the parks. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I'll I don't be see curious to see if and <laughs> if and I mean they will on some level. I'm right, sure, right. but um, maybe they take Star Tours and turn that into maybe a Mando ride. I'll take it. I wouldn't be mad about it. So. All right. Well, that'll do it for the show today. So thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing your uh, your wisdomous views about overratedness of rides. Of course. I feel like the people are enjoying it. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace.